You remember your stories with the kind of detail no one else has. Don't take them with you when you go, share them. I'm Christy Bridges from One Moment Wiser. Click follow to hear true stories worth remembering and send me a message if you have a story you'd like to tell. Why is it important that we have relationships with people outside of our culture, outside of our norm? Why is it important that we go through the uncomfortable stuff? What do you think? I, I think it's really important because it's, it'd be really boring if we were around people that look like, act like us and, and speak like us and so forth. I, I'm, I'm a bit of a, um, an oxymoron, I guess you would be, because I, I, I looked where I looked, but I was, I was always around the, the, the white crowd. And then I've been around people kind of like Carlton on, on Fresh Prince. A, a, white, <laughs> a black person would say, oh, you, you, you talk white, you sound white. Uh, and I said, I don't talk. That's just how I talk. I'm not trying to. Even even though I was I talk a lot plainer then, but I've I've kind of I've kind of you know opened up a little bit as I, as I got know I'm fifty now, but uh, back then uh, that's that's what I would I would just repeat with the way I sat where I heard a lot. But uh, I think it's really good to to get out and to to get around people that don't look like you. So we we broaden our horizon, we broaden away our perspective of life, and I I, I, I see that as as a plus. And any time we can get out of our comfort zone and go be part of a, another 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 genre, another, another situation, if you will, and, and be able to teach them that what we know and vice versa, we, we learn from them as well, because we can always learn from somebody, no matter what position we can learn from the CEO of a company or someone who, who, who cleans floors, you know, it's all necessary. We can take from them and glean the stories and lessons from them and make our life a better because of meeting them. So that's why I think it's good to, to get out. Yeah. What do you think, Drew? What have you gained from being getting through the the rough times and really getting to know people that are different i i feel as though um first of all i want to be intentional with learning someone else's culture um you know i i will say that i've i've heard before that um the blackness is what helps um black people um or the backgrounds of black blackness um help people um get to where they're going they stay in that survival mode well it it doesn't have to be about blackness if you will it's just about background how did you grow up how did you deal with things how did you cope with things is there another way to cope with things is there another way uh just there's just there is there another way um and you know growing up inside of a, a, a black family, um, it doesn't mean that I have to be ghetto. It doesn't mean that I have to be um, a, a broke all of the time or on the poverty line, or it doesn't mean these things that people tell me. The more that I learn about somebody else's culture, the more the more perspective I get of how someone else looks at the world through their lens, through their focus. Um, and, and that's what I get from it. I just learn I, I learned the world through how other people see the world. Amen, amen. You learn that there are people who are not black who are also living in poverty. There are people who yeah. are not black who have also fought their way up. You know, yeah. and you learn that that there are things that we share and things we can, uh, skills we can get from each other and perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I, if I stayed 
just doing two plus two because that was where I was comfortable and all my friends knew how to add with me, then, you know, I would never have learned how to divide and I would never have the job I have. Right. And, and the same thing goes with people. This is part, a little tiny drop in an eternal experience, mm-hmm. an eternally creative, amazing God. And Jesus told us in John 13, I will give you a new commandment that you should love one another because that's how people will know that you know me. And that's what God wanted us to reflect was his love for each other. And it's something that takes practice and intentionality, but it's something that will keep us flourishing for eternity. You know, it's not just about this experience. Kim Mm. said, I'm so thankful you didn't turn me away, Dr. Smiley, when she was physically injured. Oh, she's Uh like, wow, so you had an impact. And, you know, Drew, when we were playing together last winter um, for that that, uh, worship night, you played with musicians who did completely different types of worship songs than you're used to, but you flowed with them no matter what we did. You figured it out and knew how to play it and enjoyed it and just radiated the Holy Spirit. And it was because you have purposely blended with all different types of people, especially mm-hmm. in music. And Dr. Smiley, your gym is full of all kinds of different people. And mm-hmm. every one of them has that goal of getting stronger, of getting um, to a point where they're actually proud of themselves, getting to the point yeah. where they're no longer stuck. And those are things that we all have a need for and that you can do beautiful things because you have intentionally sought to to be able to connect with every person as a person and connect with, you know, Dr. Smiley, those bodies that, that you help them refine and drew those instruments that you can harmonize with or lead. Um, those are just gorgeous examples to me of, of the kind of thing that needs to happen in our whole society. And I think that, that our, our, our purpose, like you mentioned, Ms. Christie, our purpose is what sets us apart and it gives us that avenue to really go across culture, cultural lines, to go across colors, go across religions. Uh, I've been able to meet Miss Miss Kim, one of my mentors, your mentor too, able to meet her and, and all she, she was out of shape and, and we've all been out of shape. I'm, I'm a bit out of shape now myself, but there's no reason to, to turn anybody away. We always want to encourage people to be their very, very best. And I, I love Miss Kim for, I know she wanted to look at me and, and put her nose up me sometime. I asked her to do a certain exercise. Like, you want me to do what? But you know, she, she, she appreciated the process, trusted the process and trusted me and the years of experience and, and, and the God inside of me to, to give her the best exercise that would take her to where she wanted to be. And she's still getting better and better now. I am too. But our, our, our three our three seed language, part of our seed language in our gym is life-changing fitness, empowering faith, and family atmosphere. That's what we stay on, those three pillars we stand on. And so those things we do, you're going you're gonna to have fitness that changes your life. You know, fitness is all about, I know we get on this on a tangent kind of, my bad. But fit, fitness success ch- turns into life success. That's why, that's why I put my purpose, there we go, I'm getting back to it. My purpose is fitness, right? And God's brought different kind of people in my life. And, and Drew, through music, God's brought different kind of people in your life. Even, I've even gone to Nigeria, gone done, done exercise with kids on the streets of Jamaica, in Israel, in Haiti, done, done, done boot camps up there. So all because of the purpose he's given me, 
this purpose of exercise and, and, and being the best physique I can be is giving me a football scholarship. Didn't, didn't pay for college. My parents didn't have to. Uh, taking me around the world with this thing and giving me a, made me a pro athlete. I'm a pro bodybuilder. So it, when you, it's all about when you find your purpose in life, God just does things that you, you, would, you would never imagine. And he's going to bring different people that don't, don't look like you and make them you never know. They might be your best friend, like those those two guys, Clark and Mike, that um, two my two best friends are staying there, and they're white guys. So just a, a beautiful, a beautiful thing to, to be a part of. You know what I love about you? Hmm. Um, even though your purpose is to help people get fit, and you will always, because you're passionate, you've seen the value in it, mm -hmm. right? You will always encourage people to get fit because that makes life a whole lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Even though that is the case, you don't ever turn your nose down uh, or up, I guess, whichever way noses go, um, at <laughs> the people who aren't where you're at. You are always, you're just, you just love people. You just love people wherever they are. I've always felt comfortable around you, even though, you know, when I look my best and I want to, yeah. I want to be able to jump that tire. Um, yeah. I've always been comfortable around you, no matter, you know, what shape I'm in, because you don't expect me to be you. You love yeah. the person in front of you for the person they are, where they yeah. are. And isn't that yeah. beautiful? That's the way God does it. And Amen. we all want to keep hanging out with him because we feel loved. And Amen. I think a, a, a part of that too, a um, quick story. I was, uh, mm -hmm. I was 40. I was like 39, 30 years old before I was trying to be better and better. My best physique. I'd been in shape in college football, but I traveled with the power team, those guys. And, and the biggest thing with them was to get as big as you can. So you have the biggest bench press. So, I was about two two ninety at five eleven. That, that doesn't look too attractive, right? So it, it was all about being the biggest you can, so you can do the best bench press. You could you could you could uh, bench a, a house, but you couldn't run around it. So my cardio was very terrible. I couldn't mm -hmm. breathe. So I came from two ninety and to get, get ready for my first bodybuilding show. I came down to like two forty in good shape, and but still I had some some uh, some fatty pockets on my legs and so forth. I wanted to get into the sport, so I went to my first one of my first shows and. I remember getting on stage. There's a there's a rear double bicep pose, brother Drew, where you turn around and, mm. and show your back like kind of like that right there. And I remember <laughs> as I showed my back a back pose, I heard some snickers from the from the judge who were laughing, and they were laughing. I had some fatty deposits on, on the back of my legs, and, and I remember I got I got last at that play, at that at that show, and I remember going back feeling so humiliated after over there laughing at me, judges mind you. And um, and I use that as catalyst to get in the best shape that I possibly could get. And the next time I got on stage was it was a year and a half later. I was I was three percent body fat. I was one ninety eight. Nobody laughed at me anymore. I, I got I, mm -hmm. I held my hand up as the winner. I won my pro my, my pro card that that, that that show. But that just used as a catalyst. But but I I know that that's why I treat people like I do. I treat I accept people because. You know that they're struggling. I was struggling, right? But I still wanted to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to get on stage and be the best I could be. And they should have showed me a little more kindness than that. But I used that for a catalyst to be the best that I possibly could be. And I, I treat other people with kindness, where no matter where they are, no matter what kind of shape, no matter what their weight is, no matter what their body fat is, I'm going to treat them in the best best possible way I can and bring out the best in them. Yes. And you know what? It's it, it it's not only that. It, did, were you going to say something? No, go ahead. Oh, um, not only that. Um, and uh, that your story is a very inspiring, Doctor Smiley, and I really appreciate it. 
um, you know, I've I've met all different types of people, and it's not it it also it transcends beyond race as well. It's also the different kind of people. Um, you know, I I have been in rooms um, with witches and crackheads and people who are heavily on drugs and all of that kind of stuff. And it doesn't mean that I have to compromise and and do what they're doing so that I can reach one. It means it means meeting people where they're at so that we can meet even set a seed. If we can even just set a seed in someone um, and with that kindness and the love of God, um, it, it doesn't even matter about the race. It doesn't matter if you're if you're um, yeah, if you're, it doesn't matter what you're doing at that point. There are some people that do those things because no one will meet them where they're at. So if you just take the time to meet people where they're at, show them the love of God and ask them, you know, what is it you're trying to accomplish? What What is it that you need? Sometimes you'll get a little bit more of a story than than just, you know, oh, well, this is a simple interaction. So, you know, bye, you know. One Moment Wiser will be right back. Sometimes our differences are actually what make people let their guard down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're talking about how to break through the awkwardness and guard, but but honestly, sometimes it can be a complimentary thing. I, I mm-hmm. remember I went to this small church in Tampa for a while, and it was a lot of you know punk rock or alternate, you know, nineties mm-hmm. piercings, tattoos, kind of. You know, and I um. It was fun, man. They were awesome people. And, and you know, I kind of punked out a little. But I uh, <laughs> I, I remember one of my friends is like, you, no matter what you do, you just always look like an old blues queen. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, yeah. But our pastor talked about it one day and he said, you know, you don't have to be exactly like the person that you're trying to reach. Sometimes it's the blue-haired old woman who gets through to the Mohawk-wearing guy. You know, it's, you know, the tough guy. It's sometimes it takes that difference for people to, you know, to recognize the humanity between them and and Mm -hmm. see that, that there's this common thread that has nothing to do with my swag, nothing to do with, you know, my lingo. It's just the heart. And so, you know, I don't know. I think that of, of all the things that we could say tonight, that's the one thing that I hope people take home with them. So I'm going to uh, say a few words, but before I do, Drew, you have put out two albums and they are gorgeous orchestral kinds of pieces and worship pieces. I love it. Just if you like, so I just want to tell everybody who's listening, if you like that that soaking worship and you just want to hear those, you know, mm-hmm. like, like you're listening to a movie soundtrack and worshiping God. You just imagine being in the throne of room of God. Mm-hmm. Then that is what Drew's music reminds me of. It's beautiful. And Kim has yeah. posted a link to your music on Apple. And of course they can get it on Amazon and everywhere else too, but most people use iTunes and mm-hmm. um, smiley. Your gem is it's just such a fun place to be. <laughs> um, so, what are you going to work though? But um, <laughs> also posted a link to Smiley's gym on here. So if you're in Tulsa, visit Smiley. If you are anywhere and you want to listen to some good music, then look up Drew. 
and um, Andrew Ray Taylor is how you find that um, in Smiley's Champion Fitness. We have yeah. an ebook out there too. We list the bicep ebook where you can work your biceps. But it's eight eight week bicep course. I'll put the link the links on there as well. So on that on that website. So. That is fantastic. <laughs> okay, well that makes me happy too. So he's got an ebook out there. Um, I love that you're doing these books, dude. So I um I just want to say, you know, we aren't law enforcement, right? We aren't the government. We aren't <clears throat> making rules and changes um, with that kind of power. But you and I and Smiley and Drew, we're the children of God. The same God who used a teenage shepherd and an 80-year-old stutterer to lead a nation. The same God who put musicians on the front line so that the battle was over before the troops even got there. When we are united together, That God is in our midst. Let He can part seas and direct hearts. So get out there and love. Be intentional about it. Say hi to these guys. They'll love you. If you have a story to share about how God has worked in your life, it doesn't have to be about race. It can be about anything. Then let me know. Like I said, I teach Christians how to become authors because God speaks to different people through our So just send me a line at info at webmomentwiser.com or just say hi on Facebook. But Smiley and Drew, thank you so much for blessing us with your presence tonight. And I just pray that your families are blessed and that your work is blessed. And I look forward to spending eternity with you. Amen. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. Thank you. God bless you. I appreciate God it. God bless you. Let's see how I can find the end button. <laughs> you know, what did I say about talking about it when you feel awkward? <laughs> oh, no. Where did it go? Right there. Um, oh, there it is. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm Christy Bridges, and I teach Christians to become authors because God speaks to different people through our unique voices. If you'd like to know more, visit onemomentwiser.com. That's the number one, momentwiser.com.